Welcome to House Party, a podcast where home and pop culture collide, coming straight to you from the editors of Realtor.com. I'm Natalie Way. And I'm Rachel Stoltz. You know how much we love HGTV's Battle on the Beach. The finale aired this last Sunday, and we have for you another amazing interview with two guys who are pretty closely tied to the show. Pretty close, you'd say. Right, Rachel? I'd say very, very close. (laughs) I'd say like pretty much as close as you can get. Uh, So please enjoy our interview with our two special guests now. We'll... You'll hear who they are in like two seconds. <laughs> Can you guys just state your names and titles as you want to be referred to so that we have that for the record? Uh, I'm Rob Zimmerman. I'm the, or was, the co-executive producer of Battle on the Beach. And I'm Michael Matsumoto, uh, the executive producer of Battle on the Beach. And you say co like it's, like it's over, Rob. You know you're coming back for season two. <laughs> oh my gosh, wait. Okay. It's season not, two it's excuse me yet, but come on the show's good <laughs> this show is so good and if there is a season two that would make us so happy that's like breaking news within the first like 10 seconds <laughs> uh, it's there's no news yet to be clear but <laughs> okay fine, I, fine, fine, fine i would imagine there's gonna be a second season it's fun everybody oh. enjoys the show uh, obviously, yes. yeah. My introduction is not even necessary now, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, we're here with Rob Zimmerman and Michael Matsumoto, the executive producers behind HGTV's Battle on the Beach. But these guys have also been making some of your favorite TV shows for a long time, including everybody's favorite, Fixer Upper. Can you guys tell <laughs> us a little bit more about the shows that you've worked on together and how you guys came to work together? Have we worked on anything else, Rob? <laughs> Besides those two fixer upper. Yeah, I mean, we were... DB tells me that you both worked on what was it, Hell's Kitchen or Big Brother? Big Brother. Uh, we both did Big Brother, but we didn't actually work together on Big Brother. Ah. Um, but that's but that's where I initially met you. Was on Big Brother. And then how many and then how many years did you do Fixer Upper together? We did three Fixer Upper for five years. Well, I mean calendar years, but we did three seasons. Got it. Okay. Like him right at the end of season two. What was that? Oh. Two, three, four, five. Yeah. We, we were in Texas. I mean, we moved to Texas. It, it, well, yeah, yeah. Michael, we saw your house being redone on the show. Yes. I mean, it got to a point where it was like we were there full time. I mean, our families relocated there. Our kids were in school there. And so, you know, it just got to the point where Chip and Joe were like, why don't we, we should do a house for you so you can stop renting. I was like, yeah. all right. <laughs> Uh, and there we have it. I was on Fixer Upper. I was going to say, I had to produce that episode all by myself because Michael's not allowed to see his house as it's being worked on. Oh, that's ah. interesting. You love whining about that, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so tell I us, do. how did the idea for Battle of the Beach come about? Was this your idea? Or did you just kind of get assigned to it? So this was a, it started with Departure uh, Films, which is a New York-based production company who had the idea and HGTV wanted to to do this and that's when they brought uh, me on board and very quickly I mean Rob Rob and I have such a great working experience I wanted I knew that I wanted Rob uh, out there with me so we started when was that Rob January of last year oh I've lost all track of time since the pandemic but this was (laughs) pre-pandemic we were doing pre-production in New York then we flew to Alabama 
we did our pre-production there. And so this would have been 2020. Yeah. yeah so Jay and Daryl, I think they actually mentioned that this was supposed to happen in 2020 and they had flown down to the beach and were ready to start production. And then the night before it got cut short because of everything closing down for COVID. That is not wrong. Literally the day before we were. Yeah, that is hundred percent accurate. That was the most awkward day of our lives because we yes. were there for weeks. And that day, like, so we were supposed to start shooting the next day. <laughs> yeah. And the next day was day one. And if, correct me if I'm wrong, Michael, but I think this was like a Sunday. Everyone, all the, the teams had flown in Saturday and we were going to do like maybe some pre-interviews or some B-roll of them before we got started on Sunday. And we got the word that we were being shut down. <sighs> And so we had to like knock on all their doors and like meet them for the first time and deliver this horrible, horrible news that you just put your life on hold, (laughs) came to Alabama and we're sending you home. Yes. And I mean, in hindsight, it was good. It was good that we did because I don't think we would have made it through. um, Right. Better than than halfway through the, the show you had to shut down. Right. And it gave us another year to think about how to make the show better. And here you have it. This is what two years of production looks like. I'm curious how you found... The the I, I mean I know it's not you guys I I don't believe that you guys did how much of a hand did you have in casting these these couples because they're all so dynamic and interesting and and fantastic Likeable. and talented too yeah yeah I mean so so departure has a big casting department there I mean there were hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, like we narrowed thousands down to hundreds which you know then uh, casting is always really hard because you're like deciding people's fate and who who gets to be on the show and who doesn't. And we just, I, I couldn't have been happier with the cast that we had. I think everyone was smart and fun and funny to work with and everyone got along and, you know, we're throwing these, these people that are just regular people into this production mix all of a sudden, you know, in production, things are very different. So lots of starting and stopping and, Oh, you know, we, we need to get this. And, you know, they all just got it so fast and it was so, it was such mm-hmm. a pleasure to work with all of them. And then the mentors, Ty and Tanya um, and Allison, Victoria, how, how did you sign them on? Was that, did, did you get basically get to handpick who you wanted? I mean, we, we, it wasn't necessarily a handpick. You know, a lot of those discussions happen at HGTV and then HGTV between the production companies. And, you know, the funny thing is, and I'm not sure I should say this even, but uh, is that when we had originally... <laughs> Are you telling me to stop talking now, Rob? I should not say no, that. He said, do it. No, I said, he's egging do it. Bill. <laughs> when this show was cast with the mentors last year, it was going to be Ty, Allison, and Mina as the mentors. Oh, um, interesting. And then, and then all of a sudden, Mina had a baby. So, yes. Um, <laughs> was going to get more complicated. So, we, we got Tanya on board, and she was an amazing ad. Um, and the judge was just going to be Mike Holmes. It was just going to be Mike Holmes. And I think over the course of the year, when we were shut down, we realized, wait, he should really have someone to talk to. So we moved Mina over to the judging position. I, I, I think it worked out for the better because um, this pause and this restructure gave us two judges who were uh, amazing. And, and I love the way they worked off of each other, but also brought Tanya into the fold and just super happy to have Tanya. So, okay, I have to ask because I'm so used to the, seeing the shows that take place in the in California or 
or Waco. It's like one of the two. <laughs> Why Gulf Shores? And this is my this is my stomping grounds. I grew up vacationing down there and stuff, so I love to see it. But why did you guys choose Gulf Shores? And then our next question is, how on earth did you find three identical houses right next to each other? Well, I think that that latter part is the part that matters the most, is finding three identical beach houses. Um, that, that was the challenging part. So I know that Departure has, has, had had these houses kind of in their, their wings for years. And finally, there was a show and it kind of made sense. Like, here we have three identical beach houses. So they had just found on this stretch of beach three houses that were identical, probably from a developer um, back in the day who was just creating beach houses oh. <laughs> along the ocean. And yep. that's... It seems like kismet and it's, it's, it seems like something, yeah, it was just a golden opportunity. They were waiting for a show to come along. So, so I'll ask you a question then, it, you know, <laughs> season one was on the beach. If we did a second season, if we did a second season, where should it be? Oh, we have already been discussing this. We've planned it all out for you. I think, can we get on payroll for this? Like, are, are you guys prepared? <laughs> all right. Huh. We've got, we've got battle in the desert. Battle on the mountain. Uh, battle on the lake. Battle on the lake. I think I, you could take it to any type of environment where you can find similar houses like this, and it would be just as interesting. I mean, the beach the beach did add that element of, like, weather, A, because they were um, – Soonjay and Daryl were saying – some days it's 40 degrees, some days it's 80 degrees. So that is, and you saw how the rain affected production too. So you and have some those factors, which some is days interesting. I was going to say some days it's 40 and 80 on the same day. Yeah. That's um, nuts. Yeah. That's just and, and, really volatile. And fail safe. Fail safe. Do you ever see that episode of Friends where they all go down to Barbados and it's the one day off and it's raining? Yes. That was, that was us. <laughs> like, oh, Rob, we got a day off. Let's go hit the beach. It's boring. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I would watch another season on the beach. Let me be very clear. That was it. Oh, yeah. It was just very aesthetically pleasing also to watch a show that takes place on the beach when I can't be there. And also, like, we've all been cooped up in our houses. We've all been dreaming of going on vacation exactly. for the last year and a half. So to see beach houses being made over into these like dream houses that we'd love to go hang out in it was it was it was fun and that good timing well. i think yeah although to me like you're looking at vacation on the beach i'm looking for a vacation in the mountains so battle in the mountains sounds kind of fun to me. like a um yeah like a ski cabin or something I that love could it. be awesome too I like, like, I like tahoe in- tahoe's great tahoe yeah. or mammoth or, or or even maybe somewhere in utah Colorado, like there are there are options. See, I live in New Hampshire, so let's do Vermont I'm down, or New right? Hampshire, so that like I don't have to leave my kids for two months. Vermont, yes, this sounds Absolutely. like the beginning of a beautiful friendship. I love it. Let's let's do it. <laughs> and production was six weeks, right? Yeah. Okay. Six weeks, and then we were down for a few weeks to kind of get everything ready. Okay. Um, wow. You know, got a bit. We had to build the workshop, which is you know the big tented area in between the houses. The workshop, which I heard like got destroyed at some point. <laughs> like, you may or oh, yeah. may not know that there's two more episodes of Battle on the Beach coming, and it's kind of excuse me. All the footage that you didn't see in the episode because it's really hard. It's hard to renovate one house in sixty minutes on a sixty-minute show. Try doing three. 
I know. That's all we've been saying is that we felt like we just needed more episodides and that there was so much probably left on the cutting room floor. So this is exciting. More coming your way. That's fantastic. Another another nugget that we can that we can break. Oh my gosh. I mean, yeah, like like Rachel said, we we felt Rachel at one point was like, I'm stressed (laughs) watching this show because there's so much to do and so little time. And I mean, it would be great to have some sort of like tell all too. You know how some shows do tell alls, like I don't know, just just hearing hearing the experience from the from the teams would be great too. Like a reunion special. Sinjay and Daryl also told us that at the very end they finally got to go through each other's houses. And I guess that makes sense. They they wouldn't have seen anything anybody was working on for the duration of the time. But I would have loved the reveal to see the looks on their faces and just all of their reactions to what the other couples did. Is that something we're going to get to see air? Was that filmed? I, Oh yeah. Michael, is it in? I can neither confirm nor deny, but I would watch <laughs> uh, <laughs> the very last episode, episode 108. Okay. God. I mean, I did like in the finale when you saw Carrie and David and they're like, we're done. We're walking around the beach with our glasses of wine. And they're just like <laughs> kind of taking a look over at Shawnee and Josh's and, and over at Sunjay and Daryl's how the exteriors and being like, like it was, it felt so like loose and, and kind of uh, that everyone was at the end of their ropes and they're just like, oh my God, this marathon's almost mm-hmm. over. We're like unraveling. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm stoked to see their, their reactions to everyone else's house. Yeah. Well, I love that. But what I loved is, and um, Sunjay and Daryl sort of mentioned this because I, I heard their interview last week, is when the teams got to interact either intentionally or unintentionally were, were always my favorite moments when they would both, when they would be in the workshop at the same time or when they mm-hmm. would sort of, like it was also in last night's episode, the finale was last night, right? Well, mm-hmm. Sunday nights. Um when Shawnee and Josh's house is getting painted black and all of a sudden everyone starts looking out their window and they're seeing, they start wandering down mm-hmm. the beach. Those just genuine interactions between the teams that for the most part were confined to their own houses um, was, was what I enjoyed the most is yeah. seeing them interact when maybe it wasn't intended to be that way. Me too. Mm-hmm. The impromptu trash talking. I loved, mm-hmm. I laughed out loud when Ty and Shawnee saw Daryl building his privacy wall outside and he's like what what are you doing what's going on do you not want to talk to your neighbors he's like no i absolutely do not want to talk to my neighbors goodbye neighbors and yeah it just the they really seemed like they were having a a great time together and it made me the viewer want to be there with them yeah they weren't i mean the, the dynamics within each house was awesome between the mentor and the cast and then the carpenter who was instrumental in getting these houses you know, oh yeah, across the finish line, right? And uh, soon, soon, Jay and Josh said they had a great carpenter in Fred that he was just yeah. like a miracle worker, and I'm sure the other carpenters were like that as well. Yes, Fred, who we found out is like an avid race car driver, like has <laughs> Guinness World Records and stuff. He's an amazing human oh being. Oh my god! I just learned wow. that over the weekend too. He commented on one of our Facebook posts, and I I went digging, and I was like, oh my god, it's like you've got you've got quite the background here, so. <laughs> very yeah he's, he's, he's fascinating but all the carp like the carpenters on all three teams um kind of the unsung heroes i think of the show um in that they didn't get a ton of screen time right. um but were just super helpful can we talk about the twists 
in each episode who who came up with the idea of the twists and <laughs> Rob um, likes messing with people. I think the twists I mean the twists originated in a in that kind of real world scenario of like when you're doing a construction project sometimes there's not everything goes right. Sometimes there's twists and turns and you need to adapt and stay on your feet and keep moving forward. Um, so it's kind of a fun way to just keep that energy alive. Did Ro- Rob, were you the one who's like, oh, and now we're going to make you build an extra two rooms? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm sort of guilty of some of that. Um, you didn't stop was, it from it, happening. That was, I guess that that was you and me drinking wine in New York going, what if we did this to them? Yeah, but let's make it even more. <laughs> right. right. There's, uh, I'm, I'm going to date myself here, but there's like a, a reference on Frasier. Um, I love where Frasier. I, I think at one point Niall says to Frasier, you know, have you ever heard the expression less is more? And Frasier says, yes, but if less is more, imagine how much more more would be. <laughs> and <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> sort of what happened. And like, we'll, we'll take some of the credit for that. But, you know, there's also very talented people at the network and very talented people at departure and all of us just kind of putting our heads together going, all right, we have a basis of the show. We're going to do a room in a week, uh, a room a week. What else? We also have six episodes and, you know, we wanted to renovate the whole house. So, you know, there were, there were needs to kind of throw twists into it to, Oh, here's another room. Go. Absolutely. I mean, with the communication challenge, the, the the teams having to communicate to their carpenters what they wanted for that extra room, and then the carpenters having to do the bulk of the work on the room. I thought that was genius. It's it's kind of like, I'm sure, a real-life scenario that any house flipper or, or you know, con- person who owns a construction company comes up with and or, or deals mm-hmm. with just having to communicate Um and I thought the results were pretty spectacular. <laughs> yeah, that idea, the basis of that idea is 100% the twisted mind of Michael Matsumoto. <laughs> <laughs> but the idea is like saying, I live in California. I'm building a house in Colorado. I'm going to go meet with the contractor, say this is the way I want things. And then I'm going to come home and hopefully he does a good job. Like it's a real world scenario. Yeah. And I got to I got to give a ton of credit to our teams and the carpenters because when we came up with this we did some dry runs sort of internally with our own crew we're like okay you have five minutes to design the room and now five minutes to communicate whatever Mm. and we did it a few times and nobody got close we were like Mm. oh this is going to be amazing (laughs) and then it happens and you know daryl forgot floors (laughs) But oh other than God. that, like these guys kind of nailed it. And as a producer, I'm like, damn it, they nailed it. But like, <laughs> I also had to give them credit because that was not easy. Rob, you said previously that we gave you guys more credit for things, making things happen that just happened naturally. <laughs> what were you referring to? I, I was talking to Michael about this earlier. I think I was referring to, I think you alluded that maybe... Michael and I were responsible for Ty's team keeping the paneling. Hmm. Uh, Josh and yes. keeping the paneling. And uh, we, we, I can claim zero credit for that. That was all them. Like what you saw on TV. Nobody saw that coming. That, no one saw that coming. That just seemed like a tie choice to me. But then I think Natalie was like, well, Ty is also, he comes from like the producer mindset. So he was probably thinking, okay, nobody else is going to do this. And that, that team tended to 
to go with that track the whole time was let's do something nobody else is going to do, like paint our house black. Yeah, that was the house. You were always always like, what are they doing now? Because they were just unpredictable between Josh and Shawnee. Oh, God, where'd the ceiling um, go? Kind of wanting to think outside the box. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So many ceiling treatments, so many greenery treatments. (laughs) Like a oh, lot of choices. Yeah. Oh, I love so them good. so much, though. Yes, I loved all of them. Our cast, all, all three teams were amazing. The mentors, um, you know, we gave Tanya a little love, but Ty and Allison, like just all three of them, a dream to work with and so much fun, sort of off camera. I don't know if you've heard about the juicery and the. And the coffee bar and all that nonsense. I was but telling it was Natalie this offline. We we haven't recorded about it, but I I did see Allison and Tanya's Instagram posts where they basically had this. Uh, I'll let you describe it, Rob. It, it was a great rivalry where they had a juicery and a coffee bar. Yeah, it was Allison first, um, and I guess she had been on this kick where she just juices everything. So you know, she had her trailer, got her a juice juicer. We'd have like fresh fruits and vegetables brought into her every morning. And we would, you know, we would go to her trailer, kind of tell her what's going to happen, you know, kind of walk her through what she had to do. And she'd be like, here, try this. I just made this juice. And it became a thing where we would just go to her trailer every morning for our juice in our uh, mason jar that we had to give back or Allison would yell at us. (laughs) Um, And then I think Tanya's like, well, what am I going to do in my trailer? She's like, she's already got the juice thing going. So Tanya decided that she needed to set her place up as like the chill kind of coffee lounge. And so... (laughs) Her trailer had the coffee bar, and so you'd go to Allison's in the morning for your juice, and then in the middle of the day, you'd go over to, you know, at least for me, I'd go over to Tanya's in the middle of the day to get my coffee to kind of get us through the the other nine hours that we had to shoot that day or whatever it was. Um, And then... What did Ty have to offer? He seems like he would have just DoorDash pizza or something. (laughs) Yeah, we wanted him to open up a steak steak shop, like barbecue. Oh, Uh, I like it. Never came to fruition, sadly. Season two. Of course, once we're done shooting for them, there's the after hours party, uh, which is when the karaoke machine comes out. <gasps> oh my gosh. Like at the hotel or on set? Right yes. on set. Right outside <laughs> <Yes>. the. Uh, <laughs> I love Sue Jane and Daryl were like, we worked 12 hours days and then we went back to the hotel. We continued working and planning out our plan for the, the other additional rooms they threw at us. We didn't sleep. <laughs> we didn't see our kids. And you guys are like, we were karaokeing and we had a juice bar and a coffee bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm realizing now that this sounds terrible. No, it's um, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, these guys, they work so, so hard. Um, yep. And they're right. It was a 12-hour shoot day, and then they were going home, and they were going online, and they were trying to find materials, and they were trying mm-hmm. to furnish, because we couldn't let them just go into sh- – because we're still operating in a COVID bubble. Right. So – couldn't let them just go around shopping and just wander in the stores because if anyone on the show gets COVID, it's over. Right. Right. And so everything was done, you know, on their iPads or over the phone or on their computer. And so they were up late at night trying to track down, you know, whatever materials they need for whatever thing Daryl wants to build the next day or David or, you know, David built the pergola in like a day. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That was impressive. Um, Were you guys surprised at the winners, the team that won, Carrie and David? Um, No. Yes and no? I don't don't think I was. I think there were a couple bold moves that they made that uh, pushed them across the finish line. I knew it was going to be really close between our two top teams. Who were? were, um, It was Carrie and David and Sunjay and Daryl. 
And then, you know, there's the wild card at Ty's house, which was just so uh, different and charming and welcoming in its own way. It, I mean, it was really, it was really going to come mm-hmm. down to the wire, I think. Yeah. And, you know, we, we had conversations, you know, we would sit, you know, as it came to the end, you know, just internally trying to predict it. Cause I, I think the beauty of it is that we really had no control over it. We were going to bring in real estate people, but we would sort of sit around and be like, all right, you know, I could make an argument for any of these houses winning. I mean, if you look at Shawnee and Josh, they created a second ensuite. They vaulted ceilings in all the upstairs rooms. Yep. Um, you could make an argument if you're talking about adding value, Make the argument that Shawnee and Josh and look all of them. What was our baseline? It started at six or six fifty. Six fifty. Six fifty, and I think the third place house was like eight hundred and twenty something. Eight twenty two, right? yeah. So I mean, even above and beyond what they Shawnee and Josh put into their house, you know, they probably doubled that. They probably added another hundred thousand dollars in value with those designs. Like that's like they should be like everyone should be really proud of the work that they did on these houses. Do you have any idea what might have put Carrie and David's house over the top? I mean, the fact that there was only $4,000 difference in the appraisal values between theirs and Sunjay and Daryl's was, that's crazy. I personally think it was the stairs in the fireplace. Yeah. That's what I was going to say too. Yeah. <clears throat> and because it's also the first thing you see when you walk in, you walk like your first impression of that house, you look to your left and you see the fireplace, you see the stairs and they made a dramatic statement like right through the front door. Yeah, totally. Yeah. For anyone who, who missed that episode, that, that, that was the living room episode. Carrie and David won that challenge. Um, they turned the stairs. So they, they were facing the other side and it just, it, it gave them more space. And then they also put in a gas fireplace, which just made the place look, look luxurious. Like Florida why ceiling. wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't you want to turn on the fireplace in the evening when you're hanging out at the beach? Like, that's just, yeah, it, that's a great point. That, that, yes, that makes and, sense. And it's, it's interesting because Natalie and I had both predicted that soon Jay and Daryl's team would win simply because they had won the kitchen and the bathroom challenges. And those are mm-hmm. notoriously the two rooms that are known for adding the most value to a home. So mathematically speaking, I think we were correct, but we weren't really taking into account those touches that Carrie and David put in the in the living room. And I think you're exactly correct. Like you you walk in and it's very arresting. It's it's gorgeous. It's mm-hmm. eye catching. So And it was so close. It's so close. I mean four thousand dollars. <laughs> and it was the the same real estate experts that came in to give the final appraisals were the same ones that gave us the initial value at the start of it oh that's good to know so it was a complete yeah they i mean we needed to from a fairness standpoint you know so we didn't get crazy numbers that were not tracking but um they knew what the houses looked like before and they saw what where the value was added what was the best thing about filming this i mean i think one of the 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 key things for me was like you can't the view the view is amazing the houses are right next door to each other. They're beachfront. Like literally, you go outside to stretch your legs, you're standing on the beach with the waves crashing. Like it's just a it's a gorgeous location. And Rob, what was the best thing for you? Uh, I'm 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 gonna give the, the 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 answer that sounds like it's not. I'm not being honest, but um, <laughs> it was working with us. The, the, it was it was all Michael. That's the best thing about the show is Michael. <laughs> Um, no, no, no. I'm, no, I was going to say it like the team. 
um, just everybody. We, I mean, I don't know how big was this crew. It was like 60, 70 people. Um, everybody was amazing. I mean, you have no idea how many cars our team of PAs had to dig out of the sand on a daily basis. Um, just, and I know they didn't sign up for that when they came to go work on this show. Um, but like Carrie and David, Soonjay and Daryl, Shawnee and Josh, they were all amazing. They all came, they all really wanted to win, but they were also a lot of fun. Um, Allison, Ty, Tanya, Mike Holmes, Mina, like, and I don't think I'd met any, I'd met Mina once, but I hadn't met any of them. They were all amazing. You know, the Carpenters, just everybody who worked on the show, just, you know, we were all there for eight weeks, whatever it was, away from our families in a bubble in Gulf Shores, Alabama. Um, couldn't have really asked to be there with a better group of people. That's awesome. What was the funniest thing that happened on set? Funniest thing on set. Hmm. I got to think about that one for a second. Yeah. You know, Ty, Ty, Ty is one of those people that like just flies by the seat of his pants. He's an amazing human being. I love him. He's a free spirit and he does whatever he wants. And he's just, there's this own world. We call him the Tynado because he comes in. It's, it's a whirlwind around him. Um, in the most amazing way possible. Uh, he, and I can't say exactly, but in the next episode that you'll see, episode 107, which is kind of that look behind the scenes, you'll see some of his like funny, like he sees opportunities to be funny. And with camera magic and a little bit of production, he pulls them off. So you'll see, you'll see some of that in the next episode. So you're saying the funny part, the, the, the funniest thing on the show was just Ty, for you, just <laughs> Ty Pennington. <laughs> Ty's pretty funny, yeah. Although Mike Holmes' karaoke is also pretty funny. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say something specific with Ty, but Michael's right. I, especially since I don't know what's gonna be on the show next week, I'm just gonna leave it as a tease to tune in Sunday. How's that? <laughs> I like that. Soon Jay and Daryl did tell us one that had me laughing. Just, I, I don't know if you've been listening to the podcast, but we're very amused by Josh and his antics. And I, I know I, I feel bad because I think he was kind of losing it at a certain point and anybody would. It's very stressful. But soon Jay told us that at one point Daryl just ventured out into the ocean and just kept going. No, jo- Josh did. Josh oh, just Sunjay said that, that Josh ventured out in the ocean and just kept going. He just needed to go walk just, in the water. He, he just, just needed to have his. Just needed to cool off for a second. Yeah. And yeah. they're like, "No, don't do it, Josh." <laughs> I I heard that on the podcast. I missed that moment. That's part of the problem with having three houses is that you just you <laughs> like we literally can't watch everything at the same time. Um, of the questions I'd love to. Although one of my favorite moments was Sunjay. It seemed like when there's five minutes to go and literally the clock is ticking and they have to finish the room, inevitably soon Jay had to run out to the beach to go find something. And you look over at the monitor. Yeah. I was like, what? Right. And she's running down, get the big ones. And she's just like screaming or (laughs) she's filling up a jar with sand thinking like, I I don't have salt, but I'm just going to pepper. I'm just going to throw this on the counter and just, Every time, like her, that was her thing. Like five minutes ago, I got to run to the beach for something. For like one tiny thing that probably nobody's even going to notice. <laughs> <laughs> right, but it was such good TV. It was great TV. What would you guys have done differently if you could do it all over again? Oh, more time. Well, I have a list. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I would love more time. 
at the end of the day, I, though, it all worked out. So like all the headaches, all the stress, all the angst, like it all it all worked out at the end. So this is this is why I like working with Rob. Like we kind of Rob tends to be the more uh, pessimist. I'm the optimist. And somehow we meet right in the middle and it always works out. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Are these houses for sale or for rent? Like, can I go stay in Carrie and David's winning house without the sandbox now? Without the sandbox? Why would you want to without the sandbox? <laughs> where, where, will, where will we play, Rachel? Like, uh, oh, uh, the sand outside? I believe, I believe you, can, you can rent these. I believe you can go online and oh you can God. find these houses and you can stay in them. I think... If I'm the owner of these houses, that's why I, that's the appeal for me in letting us do this to your houses is now you have these vacation destinations. I, I have a question. So these are up for rent. Which house would you all stay in? Ooh, good question. Michael and Rob. Ooh. If, you, if you could pick one of the three, which one would you stay in for, for a week on the Ooh, beach? That's tough. They're also and you can't different. say, oh, they each have their merits, you know, maybe. No. Wait, there's, pick- there's rules? There's please, please pick game? one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going to say something that Rob's not going to see coming. And I'm going to say Ty's house. Because mm-hmm. I think it's just so different. Like every room is kind of like an art piece in a, in a weird, you know, in a weird way. And it really is. Like when you, Mike Holmes, I think, said it during the revealings. Like you get transported somewhere else. You really do. Mm-hmm. I mean, and Ty is an artist also, so that, yeah. that would make sense that that rubbed off. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> so predictable in your unpredictability. <laughs> um, oh, God. Um, see, now I'm thinking about all the contestants listening to this podcast and judging me. <laughs> um, I think I'd stay in Soon Jane Daryl's house. Uh-huh. Um, there was just something about that house that that I liked, um, and yes, they all they're all great and they're all different. Um, but that and, and the houses just hit you differently. But that was the one that kind of felt like more like home or vacationy to me. Like mm-hmm. I think I'd choose soon Jane Daryl. I agree. Throughout the season, whenever we do our recaps of the episodes, I was like. Their house is light. It's bright. That's what I want in a in a rental. I want yeah. clean. I want light. I want bright. Yeah. Um, but I think we can all agree that we would all stay in all three of the houses. Like they're all gorgeous houses. Yeah. yeah. Every no, every couple had a, a space that was very alluring. I think to all. Of yeah. Us. Like no offense to any contestants who are listening. Like y'all did a fantastic job. Absolutely. Yeah. And Carrie and David, none of us picked your house, but you. You got fifty thousand dollars, so right. that <laughs> makes you feel a little better. They had a tiki bar. I really liked that aspect underneath. They really utilized that space. I thought that was pretty I, cool. I was surprised can nobody I say else something? did. Yeah, I, I thought that that was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Why? What putting a bar under the house? Yes. Why are you put? What about what if high tide happens? Well, that I did write that down in my notes. I was like, it seems like there should be some sort of platform. You should have built something because rain is going to come through. And you're well, going to get flooded. Again, going back to pre-pandemic, when we were there, there were cement pads under those houses. If you dug down, mm, interesting. That's, that's cement under there versus post-hurricane storms. Like, it's now all sand. And it gets really windy out there. Like, the sand just blows around, so it moves. So it's, it's, it's kind of a 
Like if you want to have that space down there, you're looking at work to keep it clean. That's that was all I saw was just I, work. No, I and, saw too. I thought it was like cool in concept, but not really, or cool in theory, but but not really in in practicality. Yeah, but I feel like most of that furniture was uh, that was under there was okay if it got wet. Sure, you know, sure. It was, sure. Outdoor, it was all outdoor furniture anyway. Uh, I liked it. I liked the space under there. Clearly it worked because Mike and Mina were both like, love it. Like I really expected Mike to crap on that more than he did, but Me too. Me too. Is uh is Mike as much of a grumpy pants in person as he seems on TV? No. Not Mike is even a little bit. Mike is like a teddy bear. Like you just wanna hug him every time you see him. He's so nice. He's so but but on the flip side of that coin, like he's so smart. Like you can ask him mm-hmm. anything. And he knows exactly how it's supposed to be installed. And if it's like, he can point out if it's not done right. Yeah, he's eagle-eyed um, for sure. Yes. And he really, really, really loves shower wands. Loves them. <laughs> loves what? Shower wands. Oh. Like every- <laughs> That's what Sunjay and Daryl were saying to us. But I think yeah. I think they said that Mina was the shower wand connoisseur. Maybe both were. Well, no, she said she said that um, Allison told them, uh, Sunjay and Daryl, if you're going to put a rain shower in, you better put a shower wand in because Mike is going to call that out. And the other two teams did not put a shower wand in, but team Allison Victoria did. And Mike was like a plus. So that yep. makes sense. I think he's just he you can see that he thinks really practically about things and I do I, I appreciated that. Where those fat stacks of cash come from? What 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 made you guys decide to give out a cash prize every week in actual cash? Well I think there's I mean just from a, a production standpoint, there's something more visual about seeing the actual prize versus like here's a here's a gigantic check. Right. Like that, mm-hmm. that's, that's not that exciting. That doesn't look like eight million dollars. I don't care about this thing. Like I want to see the money. It was fun. It was fun to see Mike Holmes just like waving around a big stack of 2000 bucks on the beach. Why did it go up every week? Because we kind of, I and I think we had a few folks on our Instagram or our Facebook say, okay, well, we kind of thought that the person who won the kitchen might get more than another room. So was there yeah. rhyme or reason to that? That is a valid question. I think, you know, part of it was to kind of keep raising the stakes. It's like, ultimately you're competing for $50,000. First week you're going to get $1,000. Yes. I, I realized like, you know, the kitchen and bathrooms should have been a bigger cash prize, but we wanted to put that episode in the second position, but we didn't want to give away a big cash prize. At the, like we just wanted it to grow over the season. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And because it's not like you got a point and whoever had the most amount of points at the end of this would win. Um, you know, so we wanted there to be something that you'd get for winning the kitchen besides just bragging rights or having the best kitchen. Because ultimately, even though it was Mike and Mina who were judging every week, they were going to turn over that control at the end of somebody else. So, mm-hmm. you know, you wanted the, even if it was, you know, $1,000 or 2000 you wanted there to be some kind of prize. That they could, could award out. Right. Because ultimately, the decision was not made by Mike and Mina on who wins the show. It was the the professionals and the appraisers so um i get that rachel what other questions do you have well as much as i could talk about battle on the beach literally literally the rest of the day with you guys um what else are you working on right now uh i am doing another show for hgtv called the ugliest house in america 
Um, love, love it already. (laughs) Uh, Toasted by Retta, who was on Good Girls, who was on Parks and Rec. Two audible gasps. (laughs) So uh, we asked homeowners, "Do you think you you can't nominate your your you know your neighbor's house that's an eyesore?" We asked homeowners to nominate their own house, sort of like the ugliest dog competitions. Where, oh my gosh! So we kind of tour the country. And Retta goes in and she looks at these potential, you know, these finalists for the ugliest house in America. And then when we name the ugliest house in America, um, then, and I can't, they haven't announced this part yet. So a, an HGTV designer will design and then we will renovate the ugliest house in America. So oh my God, I love it so much. Such a good idea. Such a good, so many like. Can I nominate my parents' house? Is it too late? For season two? Come <laughs> on it. I love that. How is it working with Retta? Uh, she's a lot of fun. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was not super familiar with her. Uh, I think Parks and Rec is one of those shows that um, I missed. Like, it was a blind spot for me. Um, you got to watch so, Good Girls. It's amazing. Yes. And, and I've seen that a little bit. So, like, I knew who she was. Um, but she's really fun. And she's got an eye for design. If you look, follow her Instagram, she like did her backyard and redid her pool. And mm-hmm. so you've got this combination of a comedian, um, you know, sort of a comedian sensibility, you know, paired with a designer's, you know, like a designer's eye looking at all these huge mistakes, um, just completely ridiculous <laughs> houses. I can't wait to hear her commentary. Like I like When is that coming? Yeah. Uh they they've said early 2022. Okay. So we're we're awesome. we're in the middle of shooting right now. Awesome. Awesome. And Michael, what are you working on right now? Cuz Rob has stolen my brother. I haven't seen him in months. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew who uh is the DP on the on mm. house, he did and we've worked with him a few obviously Michael works with his brother quite a bit. That's cool. That's fun. Yeah, he's my in-house uh, director of photography. It's easy, convenient. <laughs> yeah, and he did. He was the DP on Fixer Upper for uh, a, a stint. So, uh, awesome. I have one show that's in the wings, which uh, for HGTV, which will air in uh, the fall sometime. There's no date yet, and then I'm just signing on to another HGTV show, which will start production uh, in a couple weeks. Can you give us yes. any details? I cannot yet. Okay. Sadly. That's okay. All right. <laughs> it's going to be we'll a... We'll keep our eyes peeled, though. Feel good show fixing, helping helping people around the country. Uh, I love a Great. good feel good Great. show. For season two, what do you want to see more of? Um, hmm. Good question. That is a great question. Can you help Rob and I, can you help Rob and I come up with any more twists? Let's see. Yeah, more t- more. T- Maybe more twists, more more interaction between the teams. Yeah. I think that would, even though like it sounds like there's not a lot of time for that, but if there is, like we'd love to see that make it into the Just show. Just even them having like far. a like a beer at the end of the day or something that would be fun. Um, but I also <laughs> I like the trash talk. I feel like that kind of added definitely the trash talk a lot. Uh, even more interaction between the mentors. Possibly. Yeah, we were we, we asked uh, Soonjay and Daryl too, like how much did Allison actually, you know, contribute and how much was she like actually doing stuff with you? We 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 did note that like, yeah, you know, Ty wasn't really 
on this episode or, or Tanya wasn't really shown very much in this episode. So um, maybe just showing more of the mentor's intervention or not, in, but the mentor's mentorship, I guess. <laughs> Okay. The juice bar. Solid. I would like. I would love to see the juice bar <laughs> and the coffee bar in an episode. I think that would actually be really fun. Well, stay tuned. You just might. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, Rachel, th- those are all of my questions. Do you have any other questions I have for our guests? So many more questions, but we have taken up so much of your time, and we really, really appreciate it. Is there anything else that you guys wanted to add? Um, I think we've gone an hour and we probably haven't congratulated Carrie and David. So uh, <laughs> not that not that we haven't already done it, but congratulations, you guys. Round of applause, Carrie and David, winners of season one of Battle on the Beach. Uh, I I have to agree. You know, their their house was gorgeous. Mm. And um, we can't wait to see what's next for all of these teams, truly. We follow all of them on Instagram. Um and it's only up from here for them. So, yeah. Agreed. Yeah. And thank you guys so much. I really, really hope that you will be willing to come on for a future episode and give us all your insights and the behind the scenes scoop. This was absolutely phenomenal, made our week. So, we really appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you. I'm glad you like the show so much. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you. Thanks so much again to Rob and Michael for being on the podcast today. We thoroughly enjoyed it. We did. And if you want to check out any of our other recaps, uh, we've recapped every episode. Um, Just check out our previous episodes uh, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, If you want to check out any more like real estate, pop culture, celebrity news related content, go to realtor.com slash news. And uh, if you like what you heard today, please give us a five star rating and write a review. We love to hear what you have to say, Rachel. Yeah, we absolutely do. So please do review. If you want to just send it to us personally, you can email us to give us your feedback we are podcast at realtor.com that's singular podcast at realtor.com or you can find us on social media we are on instagram facebook twitter our handle is at house party pod on all three that's where we we give you a little bit of bonus content uh have some some fun and we interact with some of the guests that we've been talking with and uh we throw out some lols. We th- yeah, it's a it's all the the behind the scenes stuff that we don't have time for on the episode. So join us there, join the conversation, let us know what you think. We would love to hear from you. Thanks again for tuning in, and we will catch you later. Bye. Adios. Bye.